Nico. Yeah. Do you know who Kobe Bryant introduced as his hero to his kid? No. Stop it's it. The, it's, I'll give you a hint. It's the name of the movie we're about to pod on. Mark, what are we watching? Movie Tales. I'll have what she's having. Hosted by Mark, Jeff, and Nick. Round up the usual suspect. Three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them. Are you not entertained? Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. These cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids, lore, myths, trivia, and cultural impact of the movie. Mostly funny. I'm your huckleberry. Sometimes serious. I'm going to make them an awfully game with you. Definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew. He's looking at you, kid. I'm stunned. I did not know that. We're going back to 1993 when we were, uh, you know, 11, 12 years old and we were watching Rudy. And Rudy, for those that aren't uh, quite remembering their memory as well as we are tonight. Rudy Rudiger, played by the great Sean Astin, wants to play football at the University of Notre Dame, but has neither the money for tuition nor the grades to qualify for a scholarship. Rudy redoubles his efforts to get out of his steel mill where his father works when his best friend dies in an accident there. Overcoming his dyslexia thanks to his friend and tutor D-Bob, Rudy gains admission to Notre Dame and begins to fight his way on to the school's fabled football team. <laughs> We're going to go, boys. We're going to go, go, go. So, I missed you all. Welcome, everybody. It's, uh, football season's winding down, actually, so it's like a, always a fun movie to do. It's an inspiring movie for all of us, I'd imagine. But, uh... Jeff, I know you love this movie. Nico, you chose this movie. Jesse's here, too. Um, Nico, why'd you choose this? Uh, this is great. I have a movie uh, montage playlist, actually, that I listen to when I work out in the mornings. And this, this, the final game song from Jerry Goldsmith is on that. And every other day when I listen to it, it's, it's just magical. It like gives me that extra motivation in the gym. And so I'm always hitting you guys up to talk about any movie on that playlist. And that day, I was like, let's do Rudy. You do love that playlist, actually. I do. Have, have I sent it to you? You've sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you never listened to it? I, you know, because you send it to me usually when I'm at work. And uh, I think this is one of the greatest composed movies of my personal favorites. Gosh, man, you're really playing my metal podium early here. But um, spoiler alert, I'm kind of with you on this. So, uh, Jeff, it's one of your favorites. So, I guess... Let's kick it off to you. When did you see this? Why is this movie one of your favorites? Is it still one of your favorites? Are we talking top five? This is uh, top five. This is a top, top five movie. Yeah. Me. Top five movie. Okay. Still top Woo-hoo. five movie. Wow. Top five ever? Top five yeah. ever for you. Wow. It actually was, it actually has always been in like top three, four. It's kicked around. Um, wow. I thought it dropped off quite a bit until rewatching it. I have to thank Nick for bringing it on. I was like, I wonder if this is still kind of holds up there. And it really does. Uh, wow, this okay. is just, um, there are parts of this movie that are slow, but for me, for whatever reason, this movie's never slow. I watched this movie three times this week. I think I could actually take the Nico challenge and watch this movie for... 10 times without sleep and food or something. And, um, 
whatever. I don't really know what the, the deal is. You. But You're making anyway. the challenge sound like so torture. The, the Nico is challenge is you'll get paid if you can watch it ten times in ten days. That ten is days in a row. Ch- ten days in a row. <laughs> so, I really think I could. This movie... Uh, Given if I have enough time, I'm, I'm too busy for that. But honestly, that's this part of the movie. game, though. That's part of the, you got to make time for it because it's that good. I kind of um, like the Nico challenge because technically none of us have completed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. There's been Nico, a lot of talk of completing. Nico, I just there has been multiple talks. Have you ever completed that Nico challenge? <laughs> no. And, and Jesse, Jesse's kind of psycho with some of the rewatches. So now that he just uh, he just found out about it, yeah. he might. Ten days from now, we might find out the Nico challenge has been completed. Wait, but but to to rival you a little bit, Jeff, I think the last thirty-seven minutes of this movie are the best it gets. I I yeah. do think it gets a little bit slow in the fur in the the middle. The middle can be a little slow. Minute, yeah, but I I like the first twenty-five even. Yeah, I like the first um, twenty-five, and I love the last thirty-seven. But the I'm, middle actually, it does Nick, drag. I couldn't have said it better. You you put that in perfect perspective. Um. It's, just, it's a movie I saw as a kid. Uh, I actually, I, I caught it on television. And I was just, I kept waiting. For me, it was kind of a surprise then at the end. Because I kept waiting for this kid to like run the like winning touchdown back. And then I was just like, that's pretty fucking cool. They did a movie celebrating a guy just for getting on the field. Uh, and it also was a real, really like real movie for me then as, as a kid. Because it kind of like, you're used to those very Hollywood movies where everything works out, and it does work out for him. But for him, working out is just just getting on the field. And you, there's not a lot of movies that celebrate like the everyman like that. It's and, true. They got they got to win a championship, right? Like they always do. Or he's got to be the hero. Or he's got to exactly. And I mean, he's a hero, but in a different way. And um, I really I credit this movie for a lot of success in my life. Um, I think. Rudy is incredibly resilience and resilient, and I think resilience is one of my best uh, characteristics. Jeff really does love this movie. I'm going to stop him because you know and, I could go on forever. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm bringing in the timeout cue here. But uh, Jesse, I, I think I mean I think we probably all saw this movie right when it came out, but. Um, and this is just one of those movies that's kind of always been in our lives. But you, do you remember when you saw this movie, Jesse? Yeah, I, it was shortly after it came out. Um, I saw it on VHS. Um, growing up Irish Catholic, we were Notre Dame fans. So obviously we were going to see this movie. Um, and I remember, like, I hadn't seen this movie until obviously this week. It had been probably at least 10 to 15 years, at least. Um, so the same for me, yeah. Yeah, and so I just, I I knew I loved the movie, and I, I still love it after I've rewatched it this week. But it has, for me at least, it has changed a little bit on how I feel about this movie. Um, I'm going to cut it to Nick, so let's jump into what worked. I think it's a great movie on leadership. I I love how his teammates made everything happen as much as he did. I think this could be an example for many things. I like what Jeff said about how we don't get a championship out of this. We just get one play and how important that is because I think we're kind of tired of the sports cliche of a team being carried by one character. I think the music, like I said, fantastic. It's probably my favorite part about this movie. Don't be surprised if there's a medal there. I know. We, you and I both have already really 
gone out on a limb for Jerry Goldsmith already on this pod. Has he done any other movies? Yeah, well, okay, so you want to talk about that? So guess what? So the, this movie, it's not a surprise to me when I notice that the same guy that directed Hoosiers then directed this, the same guy that wrote Hoosiers also wrote this, and the same guy that did the musical score for Hoosiers also did the musical score for Rudy. So it's not a surprise. Three different people, by the way. But they totally collaborated again on Rudy. And they were t- super successful, obviously, with Hoosiers. And um, it shines. Like, the music in Hoosiers is great. The music in Rudy is incredible. Yep. Uh, so I, one of the things that I think really, really works for me in this movie, and it definitely really worked on the rewatch, was the relationship of Rudy and his dad. And part of the reason why... I don't know, like, the middle doesn't even, like, doesn't even drag that bad for me. But maybe it's just because I love that storyline, or I love the dialogue with him and Father Kavanaugh, like, this, yeah. this, this mentor in his life also. Like, I'm, I dig all that stuff, those scenes with him and, the, and Father Kavanaugh. But then, at the end of the day, Rudy just wants to impress his dad, which is the truth for, I mean, almost every person, you know, to a certain extent. We all want to impress our parents in life. So... I, it's just always been like a, I don't know, I love that storyline because there's such a great payoff when you see the dad show up to the stadium and, you know, this is the greatest thing my eyes have ever seen. You know, I, love like, I love that line. That's and like line. early in the movie, he's like, I can watch the game just fine from right there, like from his recliner, you know, like, and so just like, just this, the arc we see his dad have along with and the credit arc that, to Ned. That Rudy has credit to Ned Beatty for really selling that for sure. Be- oh, yeah. like his his performance is spot like you could see it all over his face when he gets Absolutely. off that bus. Yeah, and the you could see that he uh, we don't talk a ton about it on this pod, but he does a ton of acting without talking, yeah, and just facial acting and yep. reactions, and that's something that a lot of actors are not very good at. And yep. he sells it in every scene. But keep going. And I would say, Nick, you said you liked what the final like thirty six minutes, right? <laughs> the but, exact amount, yeah. but um, I would say, what when does that kick off? When Rudy goes and tells his dad he got in Notre Dame, right? Like, cause, cause that's when it like I feel like that's when it kicks off for me. And his dad like wants him to hang around, and he's like, I got training camp, and then it kicks to training camp. But like that celebratory scene we get with dad at the steel mill. It's so, like, it gives me goosebumps, you know? It's like, gives me man tears watching his dad so proud, like, to tell him, gets on the mic, ah, my kid's going to Notre Dame! My boy's <laughs> going to Notre Dame! <laughs> like, I love all of that, and I, I get the feels that is every incredible. time. Just because, that is, that I mean, gives me chills every like, time he does that. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm an optimistic person. I'm a half-full kind of person, so, like, this movie just, it works for me, but <laughs> so... Um, I eat all that up, but from that moment forward, because then the next scene is him, like you know, I've got I got to go to training camp. It's the sports <laughs> the sports montages, which are great, right? Oh, they're, they're incredible, right? They work so great. The first one really works great, and and I feel I mean I feel like the whole training camp and all that stuff really felt real, like the and we uh, you know we're always all of us we're all suckers for training, like, like for, for training, training montages. montages. Oh for, yeah, that's we made. Yeah. This we is all this, love this we podcast. All love them, so. <laughs> this podcast makes fun of montages all the time, but apparently they're our favorite thing because well, we in still every like sing, them. In yeah. every single movie, we we love a montage. I me too. I the montages work so incredibly in this movie, and I 
usually don't think they're a good device, but I'm going to have to rewrite that statement because apparently I always think they're well, they a good do, device. Well, they do really work well in this movie. They really do work well because I don't need a half hour of Rudy at training well, Can you camp. imagine how long this damn movie would be if it didn't have Correct. those montage? It, 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 it does an incredible job of taking him through the seasons. Yeah. Uh, and those, it covers a lot of ground without having to do three years from now. And then you kind of catch up to what happened. Yeah. Uh, with one single shot, it tells you what happens. And I think that's good storytelling. And those two coaches work, man. The two assistants. Yeah, I love that. They dialogue with each other. They work. Like, that, that's part of what works so well with this movie, too, and the whole football element. I like their banter back and forth with each other. I always did. I liked them as kids, and I loved them as uh, rewatch on, you know, hold up as an adult. Jesse, what did we miss? What else works? So, you guys already, well, I know Han already mentioned this. I love watching Rudy's endless pursuit of his dream. This, that's, it makes a story. Um, but what I also love was Rudy's relationship with Fortune. And Fortune's tough love, and he just, every time Rudy gets down or he, you know, starts, to, you know, woe is me, Fortune's there to kick him in the butt. Yeah, absolutely. And for sure. Well, and he's also, he brings some realism to Rudy. Absolutely. He kind of gives him the, uh, like, as I mentioned earlier, okay, you're not suiting up, but look at everything you're gaining. He, yeah. he forces Rudy to see the whole picture. Right. And Rudy needs somebody like that. That's also, like, my favorite. That relationship is also what, uh, my favorite thing about this movie, Jesse. Keep going. I, I interrupted. No, that was it. I just, I, I love that relationship. I love their dialogue. And I love that he's just there to kick him in the ass. So with that being said, and that's your favorite character in that relationship, I'm going to segue into scenes. And I want to know, Jeff, is that your favorite scene when Fortune sets him straight after he claims to have quit the team? Is that like your, your money one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite scenes in movie history. Right there, right? When he calls him out. You know, and that's the best that, scene. I probably watched, what? Yeah. I have that like saved on YouTube. I watched that over and over again when I want to be like inspired or get my own good fortune kick in the ass. Uh, what else is your favorite scene? I'm going to give you two, Jeff, because this is one of your top five movies of all time. So I'm going to let you have the second one too. Ooh, that's a tough, like I was so ready. This one, usually I have like a couple that are tied and this one it's so defined. But oh, the second funny. one okay. is, I got a few, no, so. easy. The second one's when they, the players all march in and put their jerseys on, um, on, on the Dan coach's Devine's desk. desk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does that scene work for you guys still as an yeah. adult? No, it's great. Okay. It absolutely does. I think that's teammates sticking up for the... I love that line when he says, you're our captain, act like it. And he says, I believe that I am. So you hear what Dan Devine said about that? Well, we, in factor, fi in factor fiction, that is my absolute number one problem with this movie. Is... Yeah. Dan Devine was an absolute advocate for Rudy getting Correct. on the field, yeah. and he was always going to put him on there. And it was I the only way the movie was going to get green, greenlit. And that scene never happened. But did you hear what he said about that scene? <laughs> oh yeah, he oh, said if they it. did, they'd all be off the team. They yeah, would be off the so team great. so freaking exactly. fast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But he also so, like, wait. He says, he, "Explain. Say what did he say?" So the real coach. The real coach. That play, I mean, obviously the guy from, you know, Major League, and uh, the, uh, he's also in Hoosiers. Hoosiers, too, <laughs> that, yeah. that plays the, the new coach in this movie, in Rudy, right, Nick? When he's at the desk and the players all turn in their jerseys, okay? 
That scene never that never happened in real life. And so the actual coach, the real life coach of that that, that guy, he was a big advocate for Rudy actually. There wasn't like a oh I don't give a shit about this Rudy character guy. And now there is a similar thing that happened. The captains did approach him and say they thought Rudy like it did it got kind of concocted by the captains coming to the coach and they came up with it together, but the coach was an easy sell. He's like, I think that's a great idea. And I just thought it was hilarious though when he said, "If my players came and put jerseys on my desk, I'd kick them off the team." <laughs> like, I like he had no problem saying, "I'm an advocate for Rudy," but at the same time, had someone done that, they're off my team. <laughs> he wanted that. Can, I I found that I found that comical as well. So the reason I I'm loved okay, seeing that. I loved seeing that. I on one end, I feel kind of bad for the coach because. I just don't like when real people get scourged for like doing the right thing. But on the other hand, I think I'm okay with it in spirit. If, if the coach is okay with it, I'm okay with it, with it in spirit yeah. because it is essentially what happened. The captains advocated for him and Hollywood just made it more dramatic. He eventually puts them on. Maybe they didn't put the jersey on the table, but they came to him and said, hey, we think this is a good idea. And I think that fits the spirit of the scene. And in order to do it more dramatically, they shot it that way. So I'm okay with that. Because the same out, it didn't change like the intent. Yeah. Jesse, favorite scene? I love I, I love what Han's favorite scene was when Rudy quits and that that interaction between Rudy and Fortune. Okay. But I don't know how your favorite scene can't be the last six minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know it's how. So great. It's so great. It's, it's one of the most iconic scenes in sports film history. Rudy. Yeah, that Rudy. whole scene. Rudy. And then he gets in, and the two... That look two... Fortune gives Rudy when they... when Or Rudy, even when he, Rudy sees Fortune actually came to the game, is like, that's another... There's so many scenes in this movie that just give me chills. That last six minutes it's is so awesome, worth, it's you're worth so right. the, I it's love worth, when it's the worth hour and coach. fifty minutes before that you I love when the assistant <laughs> Jesse, you're so right. I love when the assistant coach gets in the, the Rudy chant. Like he gets in a Yeah, and he's Rudy, like, he's like, he's like hiding it. He's hiding his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to get fired for this, but I'm totally in on this. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that six minutes is pure gold. It, it is. really is. Uh, and that's all true. There has been one player carried off since 1975. But other than that, those are the only two players. Let's go to quotes, boys. It ain't going to be this day. That would be that scene I was just referencing. <laughs> when he tells uh, Fortune, I'm going to play football. He says, well, it ain't going to be this day. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Parcesia know about it? <laughs> you know what my dad always said? Having dreams is what makes life tolerable. Yeah, that was mine too. God dang it. What do you it's... say, man? <laughs> That's the final line of the Rockney speech, in case you didn't know. Oh, oh, I got it. You want me to you want me to do the uh, fortune speech? Or the fortune quote real quick? Do it, man. Go for it. You're five foot nothing. One hundred and nothing. And you have barely a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in there with the best college football players in the land for two years. And you're going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this life, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody but yourself. 
after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't never going to happen. Now go on back. Got one. Is this just for your dad? No. Mm -hmm. It's for everyone that told me being a Notre Dame football player would be impossible. It's for my brothers, the people I grew up with, the kids at my high school, the guys I work with at the mill. They can't see me as a player unless I dress. But I like when he says, I like when uh, Vince Vaughn, um, last practice of the season, this asshole thinks it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> Coach Parr season. You just summed up your entire sorry career here in one sentence. If you had 10th of the heart of Rudiker, you'd have made All-American by now. As it is, you just went from third team to the prep team. Get out of here. Vince Vaughn's first movie, by the way. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, from Fortune. You got your head so far up your ass about that damn football team, you don't get the fact that you just got a year of top quality education. Waste. Quit wasting my time. I love when he says that, too. He really does waste a lot of his time, too. I mean, not for nothing. At some point, Fortune really should have kicked him to the curb and been like, you know what? You're too obsessed with Notre Dame and you don't do enough work around here. I got one more quote, and then we can move on. Chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but a heartache for you and those around you. Notre Dame is for rich kids, great athletes. It's not for us. Ah, uh, but... Let's do it the, right now. Fact the funny... Oh, I was gonna say, okay. We'll go, I was like, in. we'll go right into that quote, because the funny, the funny thing about that quote is he had four brothers. Four of his thirteen brothers were state champion wrestlers, uh, and five of his brothers, as mentioned at the end of the uh, film, went on to college. So there was athletic ability in that family. All right, fact or fiction? Just Rudy this, didn't have it. This basically, this movie. Well, and it also. I wonder if he would have walked on at like a small college if he probably would have got on. It's just he's trying to walk on at the best college in the world. Uh, but I don't know, man. He sucked in high school. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, all right. Back this to, is this just movie cynical. Actually, this is the cynical standpoint. That's all I'm saying. I got to mix that in too. <laughs> of course. Well, and that going to going to Jesse's point on like or like well some some people are gonna love this movie. Some people are gonna hate this movie. And it really boils down to how cynical you are. I mean, and you the are. More, the more cynical you are, the more you're going to dislike this movie. You're right. But if you hate this movie, then you're just not for me. Like, even if you I want agree. to be that super I mean, cynical. Like, you can't I, hate this I'm movie. I'm like Conan O'Brien. I don't really like cynicism. Like, I, you know, I'm all for cynicism existing, but I don't need it poured on, for sure. But, yeah, Agreed. we're going to talk about it. I want to talk Agreed. more anyway, about it. Anyway, fact or fiction? Um... This movie, uh, Rudy, in his own assessment, says is about 92% true. I have no idea where he got that figure from. Um, it actually does pass the truth test pretty well. The character um, of, uh, is Pete his older brother? The brother that, like... Frank. Frank. The character, Pete's his best friend. That's right. Yep, Frank yep. Frank Pete is dies. not a true character. Um, right. He, he doesn't have a brother that's like, Totally discouraged of him. For the most part, all of his brothers were very encouraging. My guess is Rudy wrote the story for this film. And I'm sure there was discouragement throughout his family. And rather than disparage one of his brothers, he created a fictional bad brother and encompassed all the bad into one. That's not from him. That's my guess. But they needed a villain and they created one. 
Um, not too bothered by that. Feel really bad for his dad, though. Rudy's dad actually was extremely encouraging. Yeah. He never told him not to go to Notre Dame or pursue his dream. And he would check up on him regularly. Probably the biggest falsehood in this movie. Now, there was a Pete. He did have the thing that got him to uh, go to Notre Dame and finally propelled him to chase his dream was his best friend dying in a steel mill. But probably the biggest factual error in this movie is Rudy went to the Navy after high school. He spent two years in the Navy. And the reason he went to the Navy was to get his GI Bill. Which, those of you that don't know what a GI Bill is at home, it is it, the people that serve uh, in the military get their college tuition paid for. So Rudy would have had no need to sleep in the custodian's room. Um, unless he couldn't make rent, I guess. But his tuition would have been covered by the GI Bill. After spending two years in the Navy, he then worked and saved up even more at the steel mill for two years. Um, Pete dies, or his best friend dies. I don't know if his best friend's name was Pete or not. Rudy, Rudy goes on. Um, we already covered Coach, uh, Coach Dan Devine being a big advocate for Rudy playing. Um, there's a little disparity about the scene at the end. Joe, Joe Montana famously, uh, famously said that it wasn't everybody that carried him off. It was two pranksters that carried him off. There are other Dang people. Jeff. There, are, there are other members of the team that dispute Just... that. Gave away yeah. the trivia question. Ooh. <laughs> Nick, there's the quarterback, man. Wait, Joe Montana was a freshman? He was a Joe freshman Mon on that team. Holy <laughs> shit. Joe Montana played on the team, and he's he's rather cynical about the whole Rudy story. As he um, would be. He's a great legend in Rudy. He claims, nobody, <laughs> he claims there was no chanting. That is disputed. <laughs> By a number of Rudy's teammates who said, yeah, Joe just didn't hear the chanting. Or or one of them, I can't remember who it was, famously said, Joe was just upset they weren't chanting his name. Yeah, right. Joe was a so, freshman, though. So he was a freshman. So um, at that maybe, point, was he the backup quarterback? And um, I don't know what his role is at that point. Because they know. only dress so many players, you know, right? Yeah. But he did say he was carried off. He did say he got a sack. He did say the team loved him. Um, he said two or the three, two only two or three people carried him off. It was over exaggerated. Did you read about Rudy making this film, Mark? It was a Rudy effort to get this movie made. No, I didn't actually. He no, pitched not it. At all. It's literally this almost the story of the like. He first pitches it to Notre Dame, and they had zero interest in it, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't care." About um, so then he sees, he got the idea. Like this is Rocky great folklore. Hold on. This is great folklore for the cynical fans and for the cynical it, it, people out there. It is. So he sees Rocky and Rocky is like this movie that he thinks just is incredible. And he's yeah. like, this is kind of like my story. Oh yeah. But Rocky, you know, one of five was an actual good boxer. But right. yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> And Rudy, uh, so Rudy then, he's going along and he sees Hoosiers and he's like, that's the guy that can make my movie. Because he's been trying, 
He's been writing Hollywood. He's been knocking on doors, trying to get his story made because he thinks it will make a Rocky-like movie. So he finds. So he gets a hold of David Anspa, the director of Hoosiers. Yep. Okay. And gives him his story, and he says, "I think you might have something there." And so then David Anspa is like, "We're gonna get Angelo on the phone," and because Angelo Pizzo wrote Hoosiers yep. with David Anspa. And they're like, all right, then we're going to get Jerry. Jerry will put the music together. He'll tie everything together. Guys. Bring the band back. We're, bring, bring, the we're band. getting the band back together. <laughs> for just, I thought it was so cool that he, like, the same way, he had a dream of playing football for the Irish because he saw them on TV as a kid. He sees Rocky. He has a dream to make a sports movie about himself. And he goes and fuck. This guy makes shit happen. And I think that is awesome. And it does quiet the cynics in the world. Are you a part of his he fan does club it, on his website? He strikes now? twice. But he didn't, he didn't really strike again the last 30 years. No, uh, no. But he didn't really try either. What didn't work? Boo! 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 Uh, um, Bad editing, like I said. Like, do you think it was? Do you think they thought it was going to be a made-for-TV movie first, and those were going to be like the commercial cuts? What was going on with that editing? But you got to explain that a little bit more about your black screen thing. Uh, what, what do you mean specifically? Mark, can you you know what I was talking about? Can you explain it? Well, um, the it's movie like when you go between good. scenes, it just cuts to black. Like they the didn't movie. cut the film together right. And uh, <clears throat> it might be where you streamed it from too. Maybe that's. But, um... <laughs> is that not we're like... watching a pirated version? Is that not like for dramatic effect, Tom? Like, I feel like it, there's other was, other nineties movies that did the same thing. It took me out it's, of the movie. It didn't take me out of the movie. I just knew what you were talking about. So like, no. I, and, and it's I a it's like... a nitpick. It's a nitpick, but it was a. But that's nitpicky. That's about all that I. Don't okay, like. That's good. It shouldn't be too much if it's a top five movie for you. So that's a good thing. Nico, what doesn't work for you? Um, I was gonna. The middle. I was gonna save it for my pondering, but what kind the of middle sh- hour doesn't work for you? What kind of shitty family does Rudy have? The guy <clears throat> loses his best friend, has to go follow his dream, loses his girl, and then by Thanksgiving or after the fish, what kind of shit family is this? I literally have. <laughs> I, I think they could all I could do without all of them, truthfully. And it's all made up too for the movie. Oh, it yeah, is. Most, I mean, to a certain extent, that's what we were just told. I mean, it, it doesn't work for the movie's sake either. It's so right, freaking throw. weird. I want to circle back to Career Corner. I know we didn't do, do much, but I really wanted to mention Sean Astin for a second because I started to think about him the other night, and I said, "Huh." I kind of spent my whole life with this guy, and if. I, I know Jesse's a huge fan of the Goonies. I think both Jeff oh, yeah. and Nick like the Goonies. So we saw, you know, so we we grew up with Mikey, right? We knew Mikey as a mm-hmm. young young child. As, you know, we all saw Goonies when we were kids. He was kind of a runt in that movie too. Correct, but then, and then we get a little bit older, and we then see him in Rudy, mm-hmm. and we love him in Rudy, and then he he does, you know. We see him for 10 hours doing the whole Hobbit. Lord of the Rings. He said other good movies too, man. Did you ever see Toy Soldiers? That was a great movie. Oh, yeah. Toy Soldiers is great. We've talked about that a couple of times. Toy Soldiers is great. Sorry, I forgot about Toy Soldiers. Awesome movie. He's a a big star in the 90s. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm just talking about... So he's been around our whole life. So then 
I know Jeff and I um, are fans of Stranger Things too. So then we got him, uh, you know, Me just too. a couple years ago. Oh, Jesse too. So yeah. and then we got him a couple years ago when he was on Stranger Things for a season too, and. Mm-hmm. He was I, just, great. I was just thinking about it the other... He was. He was great wow. in all that stuff. He's great in the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. And I was just thinking about it. I was just like, wow, you know, I, I kind of never given him any credit for how great he's been my whole my whole life. And it was just... I've watched him from a kid to an adult, and I've liked him in everything that I've watched him in. Uh, Nico, medals first. You're up. You're batting leadoff. I'll take it. Who? Charles Dutton, you guys got a lot of love for him. I almost feel like he's worthy. So I'm going to yeah. go... Who? I'm going to change it. I'm going to go... All right. I'm gonna... Changing things. Yeah. I'm going to go... Mm. No, he's not that good enough. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick the original. I'm going to go with the composer for the bronze. All right, Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith for the bronze. I'm going Sean Astin for the silver, and I'm going. I'm going with director David Anspaugh for for the gold. I felt like if he really did make this happen, he struck he struck gold twice also, Han. And I just feel this movie's perfectly composed. It doesn't have a lot of frills. We already talked about that. And I think he made the perfect movie to make it to your top five. On top of it, so I'm probably the only one that's going to give him it. Uh, I give an honorable mention to one John Favreau in D-Bob. Uh, I, he really is great. He's, I love him. and I loved him when I was a kid, and I lo- it all holds up. I really like the scene where he's just speechless, and the girl's talking to him. But uh, and he, he's just still speechless when <laughs> it's not even her, then it's just the other chick that's revealed. And, and then he just ends up being with her. for the, And she's all into Rudy and cheering for him. So everything with D-Bob works for me. Bronze I like metal, his whole Charles character arc. What? I, love that what? He, I love that character arc. That yeah. he goes to lot. That he shows up in the limousine. Oh, <laughs> drinking yeah. He's the great. champagne. Oh, right. I know. Smoking the cigar. I love that. So uh, bronze medal, Charles Dutton. Uh, Charles S. Dutton, sorry, Mr. Dutton, but uh, yeah, Fortune, he, he's metal worthy, and he got there, but uh, I one-upped your bronze, and I actually gave Jerry Goldsmith the uh, silver medal, and I, it's gotta be one of the best ever, just, when I rewatch it, it's just, it stands out, it really does, it holds the whole movie together, the, whole, the score is just so freaking good, and uh, my gold goes to Rudy. <laughs> it's his movie so sean astin I, I just gave you a little man crush a minute ago so i'll leave it at that but uh jesse medals mine are a little Can bit I... oh go oh, ahead no, you go yeah. last i'll go last i love last okay so mine are scaled down compared to other metal podiums that i do normally i have like 25 medals and 25 honorable mentions but what'd you do just you only given one medal out no 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 i'm giving the full slate but i'm not okay i'm not going crazy here so honorable mention jerry goldsmith agree with you guys music is incredible it it really actually builds the inspiration and the what would you call mark man tears the emotions yeah yeah, oh yeah, the man tears. And for those who are wondering, goosebumps. When men get goosebumps, I call them man tears. Right. So, yeah. so it really builds that emotion along with with the story, which is it, it's fantastic. Bronze, D Bob, 
We, we give, give him a lot of love, but John Favreau is. I had him too. He, I had him, and then I replaced him with Fortune. He can he can do no wrong. John Favreau is fantastic. My silver is a Fortune. He's a great character. I love every scene he's in. He gives Rudy the tough love, the kick in the ass. I love Fortune. Um, and then gold is Rudy. Um, uh, where are you at? Uh, where are you at, Jeff? This, this is, was the uh, hardest order I've ever had to do. Really? I knew the four people that I wanted. All right. And so one obviously gets left off. Um, that, I really that honorable, that honorable it is, mention goes. That to... honorable mention. It, it's really minuscule the difference between all of them. But I guess I have honorable mention for John Favreau. Okay. And I'm that's probably the wrong decision. I I at one point I had him in the gold. Like I they're. These guys are so close. Um, my bronze goes to Sean Astin. I, how do you not have Rudy on the medal stand? There were several times that I didn't, and I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? He's great in this movie. He sells it. If he, if Sean Astin gets this wrong, this movie is really comical and cynical. Like, it's hard to sell that earnestness, earnestness, and I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but. It's hard to sell, and Sean Astin does a beautiful job of it. I'm going to give you a surprise here. Um, you already did. My so keep going. <laughs> silver goes to Charles S. Dutton. Um, he's, I just love him in this movie. He's the reason I like love this movie so much. He's my motivational speaker. Every time I go to that YouTube clip, I, he had to get the silver for me. And... This shocked me, but watching this movie, this after the first time I watched, after my first watch, so just the first watch, I have been doing nothing but humming this fucking score all week long. This that wow. score is infectious. So you're one upping my silver. It care. I I took it one level further. It carries the entire movie. This is uncharted I, waters for movie tales. Think wow. one of the reasons. That this doesn't come off as a silly movie and it is so lovable is that score sells it so incredibly well. Jerry Goldsmith wins the gold, but it's by, I literally could have had any of those four at the like it was so razor tight amongst all four yeah. of them. I'm impressed. That's really good. Well, we're heading to Midnight Ponderings. It's late, and since you've never seen Hoosiers, you cannot answer this question uh i already know jeff where he stands if rudy's a top five question so i guess jesse's my only hope here obi-wan but uh jesse is hoosiers better than rudy for you it is for Ooh. me it is for me that's so i was that's curious it was question. for you uh, and the only reason i thought about this is because i didn't realize that they had the same writer director and composer <laughs> so i uh, Personally, and Hoosiers came out before, so yeah. they had to. They had time to be like, okay, anything we got wrong on Hoosiers, we can fix. Yeah. I feel one's about a team and the other's about an individual. Okay, it, I have a hard time. Yeah. Even though I think, like, well, I, compare, I just, I mean, they're both sports movies, right? And at the end of the day, they fall into the same genre. So I feel like we have. Yeah, yeah. We can, we're going to compare them. No, like, no, no. It's fair. I, it's fair. I, pro- I probably I, lean Rudy. If I, if I had to watch one of them or wanted to watch one of them it would be rudy 
semester of law school gets you lemos. We kind of mentioned this already, but one semester of law school gets you lemos, cigars, and champagne. Uh, I already gave my pondering in the how shitty is Rudy's family. <laughs> Jesse, you have ponderings? Why were there so many, like, alterations to actual, factual people and events in this movie? Like, it is loosely, loosely based on real-life events. We harp on millennials for participation trophies, right? Mm-hmm. Or we, you know, and... Um... But was Rudy really where it all started in the mid-70s? Was Rudy was, the first participation trophy? That's a great point. We, we carried him off the field because he got on the field for I mean, three plays. He literally went to his coach and said, Listen, coach, my dad doesn't, you know, I, I, <laughs> I really want to get on the field to dress in a game so my dad will come see. Right. That's what happens, right? Like, But I don't think... I don't think the knack against... So my dad will come see me. Participation. <laughs> it's, it's a great once again, We're just teasing. It, it's a great <laughs> well, no, I would say that the knack against participation trophies isn't like like best hustle or hardest worker. It would, no, be, no, if, it would be if the Vince Vaughn character got a trophy. It just worked for the Pondry. <laughs> it worked great for the Pondry. I, I will I say, know. like, the real Rudy is a hell of a fucking salesman. To be able to sell this this story, like this story, and make get a Hollywood movie story? made out of. Wait a sec. Wait. So you didn't win any games. You guys didn't win yeah. the national title. You didn't. Uh, you, like, you know, you didn't make a key. Like play. the quarterback didn't get hurt, and then you had to be the quarterback. Right. You just. <laughs> a side note: when he goes in to watch, uh, or when he goes in to ask uh, Coach uh, if he can. Uh, dress to play in the game mm-hmm. the game footage that the coach was watching was, was the, the actual rudy game the play or yeah the game yeah, yeah. yeah. i did see oh that. that's awesome yeah yeah it's like a little easter egg for rudy. yeah that is awesome and the actual rudy is, is uh, sitting next to his dad in the movie right in the stands yeah yeah in the stands yeah, yeah. he's sitting next to his dad i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah next to yeah the, ne- yeah to rudy's character's dad oh is he well, sitting next to his actual dad his dad? actual dad yeah Oh, so then his actual dad was in the scene, too. Because yeah. he's sitting next to Ned Betty, I think, right? I, yeah, exactly. Is what I read. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then his dad was probably on the other side. That's cool. That's a cool moment, too. Yeah. What else we missed, Nico? I actually didn't even catch those. A lot of the things I had to missed were just, like, bloopers. So I did not include them. No worries. Uh, Jesse, there was something big we missed that uh, I know you wanted to touch on. What was it? Yeah. So we completely forgot to talk about how Fortune is not an actual person in real life. <laughs> he's which just a made-up character, and he's one of the which, best which parts of the movie. So well, right? Like, yeah, because they get to just make it up. <laughs> he's based on he's based on three different individuals that were all kind of mentors to Rudy. Which I couldn't and, find of who they were. Like, were they fellow college students? Did you? And what I'm curious about, yeah, well, since it was based on three guys. Yeah, I just saw the He must have had a lot of mentors because the, there's also the priest that got him in. Yeah. So I don't know if they were just... And there's also his tutor. Like, right. when, not, Rudy's not only a good salesman, he's really good at finding mentors. Right. Yeah. The lightning in a bottle twice. All these, all these people to help him with not much money. 
Well, and the, and the story I heard about David Enspa is he act, like camped outside his door, right? And he wouldn't do he wouldn't leave until he agreed to make a movie about him. That's what I heard originally. Oh, really? I I no, I'd heard that too. I'd heard a similar neck. It's it was he was he rooted Hollywood. <laughs> the same way wow. he rooted Notre Dame. The most of the movie, 90% of the movie was filmed on the Notre Dame campus. Yeah, and it's only one of a couple movies that have ever been allowed to film on that campus. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Nico, final thoughts? Um, man. Who's the wild man now? God, that, that part touched me too. I was uh, I liked what Jeff said about how it changes lives. We often don't think that these movies can add little tidbits to our life. I loved hearing that it did for you, Jeff. I'm I'm proud that this is one of your top five favorite movies. And Jesse, final thoughts? Yeah, this... This movie is one of those movies that like was just a part of my childhood that I will never forget and really enjoyed rewatching kind of a, a different experience. I still love this movie. I still love the story. Still had man tears like um, Mark has coined the term. But overall, this is, it's not my top five, but it's, it's one of my top probably 50 for sure, maybe 40 movies of all time. It's just one of those movies that will always be with me. I love it, man. A lot of love for Rudy tonight. And uh, Jeff, before I wrap it up, obviously, I'll give you your final moment with uh, one Rudy Rudiger here. Don't be a cynic. If you haven't seen it, see this movie. It, like, if you haven't seen it, listen to this. Well, you probably should have listened to this pod at this point. But, Spoilers. no, it just, like, just an, just a great story. And this is what movies are meant to do, is to inspire and to stick with you and make you think about it through throughout your life in different ways, shape, or form. Well said, well said. Well, uh, it was a fun week. It was a fun revisit. Could call Nico on uh, Rudy, and uh, it was uh, it was good watching Sean Astin persevere for that one sack in his career. <laughs> but uh, just teasing, just teasing. <laughs> on behalf of uh, Jeff and Nick and Jesse and myself, thanks again, everybody, for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. We'll be back soon. Take care. <laughs>